I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, April 5th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in about seven minutes. Brett, Sunday night was the Grammys. That was the second Sunday in a row with a an award show. This one was slap free. Did you enjoy it? I, I can't remember the last time I watched the Grammys. I find the Grammys of all of them to be the worst just because music is there's so much music. It's so subjective. Who are these people to tell me what good music is and what isn't? Whereas the movies, there's like a limited, there's a finite amount of them. And so you really can pick it apart. But music, there's just too much of it. It's hard. And I know our musical tastes sometimes align. But I am team Little Nas X. I am team Olivia Rodrigo. I am not team Bruno Mars. So the show you itself, yeah, I, I didn't like it. Yeah, I, 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 I will look. I, you know, you were happy at least with the rewards, uh, the awards. Sorry, because Olivia Rodrigo won. Did she win Album of the Year? I think so. Yeah, that she deserves it. Like but I, also because it got delayed, the album seems very far away. It was like last summer, sure. And now we're sitting here in April talking about the awards because it yeah. got bumped from January, I guess. So. Yeah, I don't know. Look, no Grammys. What I will be doing tonight is I will give sports betting a try. For the first time in my life, now that it's legal in Ontario, I'm going to download an app. No free plugs. I'm not going to tell you which one. I Probably Rivalry, considering they advertised in the newsletter this morning. But I'm going to download uh, the app, and I am going to uh, give it a shot. Well, I, I just read. So here's something. I just read yeah. the MLB Power Rankings, and Toronto, the Blue Jays, were ranked Number second one. behind the Dodgers. So, you know... Hope springs eternal, I guess, and uh, kickoff. First pitch is coming up this week. Is that right? Very exciting. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, enough Grammys, enough sports betting. We should probably get into the show. What do we have for Peep House today? Because there's some big news. Big news for our first story, new owner. For our second story, jobs of the future. And for our third story, super bugs. For our first story, just one week after Elon Musk tweeted about giving, quote, serious thought to building a new social media company, he has become one of the biggest shareholders in Twitter. I'm okay. This is an interesting development and it has nothing to do with Truth Social, but what's going on with Twitter and Elon Musk, Brett? Yeah, you know, I'm not even sure what's happening with Truth Social. Have, has Truth Social dropped? We don't know. But a regulatory filing reveals that the Tesla CEO has taken a passive 9.2% stake in the social media company, which is worth around $2.9 billion. So it's not nothing to sneeze at, causing shares to jump more than 26% in pre-market trading. With more than 80 million followers, you could say Musk is a big Twitter fan. His chaotic presence includes offhand memes and skepticism about the Twitter platform itself. So he's all over the place. Yeah, and, and I know what a passive investor is, and he is anything but passive in nearly anything he does. He recently issued an audience poll asking if Twitter adheres to the principles of free speech. After 70% people said no, he asked whether a new platform was needed. Yeah, I'm not even sure what that means. But Musk expresses himself so openly on Twitter that he's run into some trouble with of all people, the Securities and Exchange Commission. In particular, after tweeting, he had funding to take Tesla private. And the 2018 tweet led to a settlement that includes a provision that a company lawyer pre-approved posts by Elon Musk regarding really anything that could move stock prices. And in a recent filing to reverse the decision, quoted the rapper Eminem saying, the SEC won't let me or let me be me, so let me see they tried to shut me down. Did I screw up that lyric? Yeah, yeah. The SEC won't let me be or let me be, so let me see. That's how it goes. Okay, well, you are the rapper emulating Eminem. Brett, what does Elon Musk mean for Tesla and for Twitter, I guess? 
It's a classic song, Jay. Well, looking I... ahead, Musk's immediate intention with Twitter isn't clear, but analysts suggest a passive stake may lead to a more active stake and a more aggressive ownership role. However, the nature of Musk's filing suggests that he is not planning to do activism or join the board. So we do know that Elon has some ideas about Twitter. He recently asked whether or not Twitter's algorithm should be open source, meaning anyone can review the original source code behind it. And I guess now he actually has some weight to throw around to bring ideas like that to life. So, you know, we'll see what happens. For a second story, famed futurist, and this is his real name, Nicholas Badminton, who is paid to consult companies like Google and Microsoft, has published a list of the top paying jobs of 2040. Asteroid miner, Android bounty hunter. Jay, what are some of the more interesting jobs on the list? None of those, by the way, are on it. Oh, they're not? Okay. Well, one is data broker, and the the salary looks to be $123,000. In 2040, you'll have the right to use the data you produce as you see fit. If you want to capitalize off of it, you'll consult a data broker who will try to get you the best deal. That's one of them. But a robot therapist (laughs) will be making $410,000. Smart devices are going to be a lot smarter. And like any form of higher intelligence, they will need help working through issues like What do you mean another smart fridge is taking my place? And then food engineers, that comes in a salary of $123,000. Designing the foods of the future by artificially creating them at the biological level will help deal with future food crises. No pastures are needed when you have a test tube and a 3D printer. And we could talk about oat milk all you want now. Robots have feelings too, Jay. Of these, which one do you think is the most interesting? Well, Data Broker is interesting because we do talk about data and data privacy a lot. And if we were to sell our own data, I think we would want a data broker to hook us up with the best deal. It does seem like the one that's the most real right now. Like I can see, I can easily see that job being created. The other ones just feel like it's a a ways away. Anyways, the futurist says that AI is also set to make jobs like cabbies, cashiers, delivery drivers, all obsolete. But it won't take over everything as there will still be a lot of work to be done on researching higher automation and emotional intelligence, which is something that I think we can all work on. Meaning your current job is probably safe, but just in case you want to get ahead of the future career change, perhaps you could do a degree in AI management, which is currently being offered by several Canadian universities. So we will get our applications in right quick. Yeah, I probably won't even get in. (laughs) Probably not. And I certainly won't. And for our final story, a billion-dollar biotech fund backed by over 20 major drug makers has made two investments worth tens of millions of dollars in startups looking to fight against the growing threat of antibiotic-resistant bacteria, commonly known as something so scary, superbugs. We're just getting over COVID, Brett, so I don't really want to be talking about superbugs, but what are we talking about here? It's so crazy. I remember, you know, I must have been a kid watching 60 Minutes, and they would talk about the avian flu and how crazy it would be, and then COVID happened, and it was like... Pretty crazy. So <laughs> anyways, the two startups focusing on superbugs are Venturix, which focuses on traditional antibiotics, while Adaptive Phage is researching the use of, oh, this is a tough one, bacteriophages, naturally occurring viruses that infect and kill bacteria. And while superbugs might sound like a fire-off problem, a recent study suggested 1.2 million people died in 2019 from antibiotic-resistant superbugs, a number that, by some estimates, is projected to rise to 10 million people by 2050. Researchers are behind in the fight against potential superbugs. There are only 64 new antibacterial therapeutics currently in clinical development. For comparison, over 1,300 treatments are in development for various cancers. That makes sense as cancer took 10 million lives in 2019, but new strides are constantly being made in that realm, which is not the case for antibiotics. Cancer is a threat that is vigorously being fought, but this is not true of superbugs. 
Brett, tell us why it all matters and will we ever catch up with superbugs? Well, the bottom line is that biotech stocks soared early in the pandemic as companies rushed to develop the first COVID-19 vaccines. But now the sector stock index is in a major slump due to research failures, rising interest rates, and a decrease in big pharma buyouts that were all the rage in the past few years. Now, one way to bounce back is to provide some type of scientific breakthroughs. Well, that sounds like it's a lot easier said than done, but new investments into fighting superbugs could help provide these breakthroughs while also keeping the population more safe from the pandemics of the future. Let's hope, Brett. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one out, follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, thank you about that last story. It also kind of seems like the plot of a movie that we might want to start writing. I don't want to even think about another mega virus. That's the last thing I want to do right now. Podcast hosts take on the superbug. Brett, have a good day. You too, Jay.